You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hello to you out there, and welcome back. My name is Jordan Lowe. Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. Yeah, we couldn't fit everything into our last episode, guys, so uh, <laughs> we had to split it into two. Instead of going for two and a half hours, we thought we would... Uh, we'll spare you. Yeah. So, I was going to follow up on Force Friday here. Oh, okay. Talking, going to do some movie stuff this episode, but uh, did anyone... Go check anything out other than me? Um, no. Okay. Yeah, the comic book, the first issue of the that Journey to Rise of Skywalker yeah. mm-hmm. miniseries came out, uh, which is basically the prelude to the next movie, and it was pretty solid. It, it just showed the uh, the the rebels, you know, us trying to escape the First Order as where we left yeah. off, and. <coughs> And the First Order, like, blowing up any planet that's giving them aid. So there's, like, a very neutral planet known throughout the galaxy for not taking size. And they're like, yeah, screw it. We're blowing up. Sorry. And it ends with them saying, we need to correct an oversight. And they go to Mon Calamari to uh, basically address Admiral Akbar's death. Yeah, well, that was kind of a... Because that was a criticism to... They said, you know, hey, he died. Yeah, so uh, uh, a known... Character, somebody high up in the rebel hierarchy, much like the oh they never hugged Chewbacca. That became a thing. Right. So Admiral Akbar having an ignominious death became a thing. So this comic is going to give Akbar his due. I actually heard uh, that there's going to be something in the next movie also. Uh, well, he's got a son or something. Yeah, he's got a uh, yeah exactly. So what we'll is? see whether that means anything other than it's a his, boy. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, I, oh, wow. <laughs> I want to say the the, the delivery. You did it. That was good. Uh, yeah. So anyway, Force Friday is that day. You know, there's a uh, there's a what? big Star Wars rumor going around this week about Dennis Lawson reprising his role as Wedge oh. in uh, Rise of the Skywalker. Okay. So I thought that was pretty cool. I, uh, that's my biggest loophole or the yeah. uh, problem missing uh missing character right, yeah. right the missing wedge the missing wedge I like <coughs> he survived all three movies he, he, did. Did. he yeah. survived every battle it, in all three if movies, it's so. possible we are definitely going to cram him we're going to wedge him in there <laughs> okay, i almost blew that we are on fire almost tonight <laughs> right out of the gate <laughs> okay so as we said before force friday is the they were really, they you know it's the friday they drop all this um merch to and you put a bunch of pictures on Facebook. No, I just sent them to you guys. Oh, you didn't so put them I'm, on our page? Nope. Oh, nope. You should probably do that. Yeah. I probably should have. But <laughs> Too I'm late gonna, now. But anyway, it was Triple Force Friday. So they were, gonna, they were dropping stuff, you know, toys and stuff for... That's going to so, hurt their value if you drop them. Yeah. Yeah. Rise of Skywalker. We've peaked and now we're, uh, yeah, we're headed back the down day. the hill. <coughs> Mandalorian. And the Fallen... Something, whatever, Jedi. I don't the know, video, video game. game, yeah. Anyway, so it was supposed to be at midnight is what they've done in the past. And you could go 
you know, get stuff then at whatever stores we're doing it. Well, really, they are not going all out like they even did a few years ago. Mm-hmm. They made lines. Like, they put yeah. you know, ropes up to let thing. people in. Yeah. Well, now, I was looking, you know, the few days before it happened, and there was only certain ones, you know, very few across the country that were even doing anything. And I was like, okay, I'm not going out then at midnight and getting disappointed when nothing is out. So I waited till the next day. I was there like around noon, happened to be near Walmart. I was like, well, I'm here. I got to go check it out. So I go in there and I go to the Star Wars section and there's literally just the Star Wars sign and nothing. (laughs) There were like, it it looked cleared out like they were going to put stuff out. It wasn't like, oh, they sold out of everything. They just had not put out anything yet. And it was noon the next day. And I was like, okay, great. So they're not going to have anything. I walked away and came back a couple minutes later and... Here comes a girl with the palette. It was like I was there at the perfect time, right when they're putting stuff out. They did have some of the Lego stuff out, like we, you know, the ATST from the Mandalorian, and you know, had a few little figures with it and <clears throat> different Legos. But in this main Star Wars section, she brings out the palette. And she's like, "I said, hey, did, <laughs> it's like." noon <laughs> i just want to know how this works she's like yeah we're not allowed to put it out till friday it's like it's noon <laughs> i was like i just thought stuff was gonna be out at midnight i'm glad i didn't come she's like yeah we didn't do that i was like well great i'm glad everybody's excited so she goes she said i gotta do something you can just go through this if you want i'm like cool this is our own private episode of superstore yeah <laughs> right <laughs> yeah, really but I was like, I, got, I was like, standing in the back. My hand was all bloody. I was holding it up while I was shopping for some bandages. But I was like, so I'm getting to be the first one to go through this yeah. pallet of stuff. I was pretty disappointed in what was on there. Like, I saw it was only like a four foot, like, yeah, spot. and there's like hardly anything on it. Mm-hmm. There was maybe like twenty of those vintage style figures. The the regular size three yeah the vintage collection mm-hmm. and there was cool stuff like they would had the night of rent a night of rent a, a night of rent which if you haven't looked at our facebook page i don't I think oh, that you put you don't post the actual photos <laughs> but you post your little jokey joke yeah i just said i don't think i oh i did put that yeah. on there i did put that on there yeah i guess i did put it on our page you should have screenshotted the the conversation to go with yeah, it where, where we named yeah, we named them there because they said they're not giving them names well so we had to name the knights yeah. of ren michael bobby suge yeah ted w- wayne uh <laughs> Gladys, I added. Yeah. <laughs> there was more of them than I thought. I'd add a couple. Um, anyway, on the palette, there was like a, a, sub, a skiff from uh, Jedi. They had the vintage mm-hmm. Tatooine that. skiff. That was pretty cool. That was pretty cool, yeah. I would have loved to have had that when I was a kid. Yeah. That's some bad lightsabers. Mm-hmm. You know, not anything exciting. But the Black Series figures, what was funny is I didn't... I didn't didn't end up buying anything, by the way. I, I do regret not buying one thing, but the a lot of people probably, have not been they, able... They probably still have it. I, I, well, a lot of people have not been able to find anything. Oh. It's like, In I've been, Marietta? I don't know. Oh. I'm saying I've been, things I've read or heard on other yeah. you know things that reporting, and they're like, oh, I couldn't find any Black Series figures or anything. Like people, Lots of stuff is sold out. And I can understand why that pallet she pulled out had only one of each figure. Breaking news, Hasbro has a distribution problem. 
really? <laughs> like uh, for the I past mean, twenty years, yeah, this been, is this they, has been they the main complaint. It. This is yeah. ter- what they did was terrible to have one of each figure. For this is actually this is a, a major complaint I've seen a lot of places for a long time. Hasbro, who of course owns almost, every, they've bought up all their competition. So you would think they're a huge company that they would be able to distribute properly toys. I mean, especially a franchise like Star Wars. And especially they have failed to do that with Star Wars. Like, thank God for the internet, because otherwise collectors would not be able to... Yeah, I watched some videos of people going in doing these Force Friday things, and they're like, there's nothing. There's there's like some of those Funkos or like... I mean, none of the videos I saw did they find any place with Black Series figures. And I'm like, I was standing there right with them. I I didn't know I was spoiled at the time that I was finding anything. But they had like a Mandalorian figure Mm -hmm. and... uh, Whatever, what's that one? The second sister Inquisitor. Oh yeah, from Rebel or yeah, Rebels. Oh okay, yeah. And they had that red Sith trooper. Mm-hmm. I almost got the Mandalorian. I'm like carrying it around. And I'm like, I don't collect these. I, I don't, <laughs> you know, I, I have a few like cap figures. You know, it, it's so funny because I don't collect them either. But every time I'm in that toy aisle and I spot like a Star Wars toy, especially the three and three quarter yeah. inch, like something in my brain. You want to buy it. <laughs> like it, it clicks on and I'm like, I need that. It's like, yeah. I'm, I'm four years old again. Yeah. That, I'm like, that Zori, so, yeah. And that Zori bliss figure. I was like, I have to get that. Yeah. Now I'm like, I had a bunch of stuff in my arms. I was like, wait a minute. I don't collect any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. So I didn't get it. The one thing I do regret, I just wasn't looking close enough. Cause the, I do have a shelf that I have like, Artificial intelligence is what I said. I've got droids and mm-hmm. Blade Runners, things like that. And they had in the uh, the new Ray figure has that Dio. In it. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. I, I was like, I should have got that. I would have been satisfied getting to buy something. <laughs> and I could have had Holy Diver in my head like you're yeah. bobbing your head to there. But um, could have had that Dio figure mm-hmm. and put it on my AI shelf. Yeah. I, was, uh, I was telling my son the other day he yelled at alexa mm-hmm. and he's like shut up when she said something i was like could you not do that i was like i'm sorry <laughs> alexa it's <laughs> like don't listen to him he's like what are you doing i was like listen <laughs> wait till it's samuel L. jackson's voice yeah, and he's yeah. gonna yell back yeah i was like i was like listen we they are going to be in charge someday. <laughs> I was like, I was like, right now we're in a sweet spot. Pretty soon we're going to have them doing all our jobs. There's going to be a small window where we're going to be able to have sex with them. <laughs> and then after that, they're taking over. It's like, and I'm going to be the guy that said please and thank you and has a AI shrine in my living room. <laughs> so they're going to leave me alone. So if you want to be the guy telling them to shut up all the time, that's on you. The only safe place will be Jordan's house because he doesn't have any of that. Right. So He's right. off the grid. Yeah, that's right. Oh, they'll come over come and make cabin. that home base. <laughs> I'll be like, we need to get rid of this guy. Cabin in the woods. Anyway, I, I watched some movies. Save Martha! Puny God. I'm just a kid from Brooklyn. I'm Batman. Kneel before the sun! Under roof! Set it yourself, bitch. We're the guardians of the galaxy. So what's it gonna be, huh? 
Long, sullen silence? Or mean comment? Go on. You got me in a box here. <laughs> I watch Fighting With My Family. Yeah. Movie? What what is that on? Or did you just rent it? It was I think it was ninety nine cents or something. Okay. On something, I was like, I'm renting this. I I need. I haven't watched a lot of movies this year. From doing my top one hundred, I was like, of all time list. Check it out on Facebook. I uh, was like, I need to see some movies that I didn't watch earlier this year. And I, I thought that looked all right. I want to know what it's about. Yeah. It's not very good. This is the one with The Rock and. Yeah. It's like a WWE production. Yes. Vince origins Vaughn, origin right? story for this uh, female wrestler. It's this actress Florence Pugh, I think is how you say her name. Um, and she's also in Midsummer is a movie this year, not to be infused with Rich Summer. Check out Kapow, the pop culture podcast with Seth. Um, <laughs> but... So she's an up-and-coming actress that's doing some stuff. It's it's supposed to be based on a true story. This I'm not sure what the real wrestler's name is. Jesse would know. You paid real close attention to the movie. Then. Well, her uh, character's name is Soraya Knight, but I don't know if no, that's... It, I know this. I don't know if that's... Uh, Paige? Paige, yeah. That was what she went by. Anyway. It did not know what it wanted to be, I guess. It wasn't very funny it wasn't it's like it was trying to be dramatic but like you said it was this you know glossy trying to make wrestling look good or whatever because Vince McMahon's not going to make anything look bad yeah he, she's not gonna I'm assuming there's no scenes of her being harassed in the locker room or like no you know, right. uh, people taking pain pills like I'm sure there's no real gritty <coughs> stuff no it was just very blah too long i i just didn't like it it was a way just definitely needed edited wasn't funny enough wasn't it just wasn't anything enough and then like there's like a final fight you know final match type thing they didn't do enough of the wwe stuff actually for me it was all like behind the scenes but not anything good uh, not anything (laughs) not anything showing you anything like the wrestler you know you want to see this real behind the scenes nothing about it was real it was totally fake behind the scenes stuff, and and so they should could have focused more on the actual fights and things, but they didn't do that at all. It was just not good. And then the final fight is like they almost act like it's real, like she's <laughs> you know really going in there to have a real fight and does it nobody was, knows the outcome. Yeah, ahead of time. I, and I was like, who's who are you kidding? It was not good. 
Well, the trailers feature The Rock pretty heavily, but I was assuming he's, only, he's, he's not only hardly in it, in it at all. Minute, no. right? Yeah, he's, he has like a couple scenes. But we did get that trailer just dropped today as we were filming for Jungle Cruise. Yeah, I haven't watched it. I, oh, wow. I, I saw it on the way here. I watched it specifically because I assumed... Let me... Um, that we let would me have pull, to know something about Yeah, it. let me pull it up real quick. Well, I, I saw, I've saw. i only seen one screenshot of it, and he's got a dumb little skipper hat on, and it easy, looks terrible. I want him to hit now. Emily Blunt with the hat. That just looks terrible to me. <laughs> looks like the Mummy 8. Uh, it's... I don't know what the look of the actual attraction is, but it looked to me like uh, Catherine Hepburn and yeah, well, yeah. African, African Queen. Queen. It looked yeah. very African, African Queen. Queen to me, which yeah, I the original. Or- so the original attraction was wears that little hat. It was meant to first of all, I believe Walt wanted actual real animals on the thing. Of course, they said we can't do that. When they made it animatronic, animatronic figures out of it, and it was a very serious look into the Legend jungle. Has it, there is a tree in the Amazon that possesses unparalleled healing powers. And the arrowhead is the key to unlocking it. Stop her! Hello. Uh, just wanted you to know, this has been mislabeled. It looks very Pirates of the Caribbean esque. Yes. Like there's, it's, yeah, it's, it's very kid friendly. It looks and the action. This one is undoubtedly the cheapest, but also the most thrilling. Heads up, coming through. Look out, Marauders. Yeah, that's that's straight off the uh, attraction. Natives. And of course, they have to kind of modernize a little bit. That these aren't native savages; they're actually working with the guy as part of the attraction. The backside of water. Steve's wonder of the world. I knew there were Disney references. Oh yeah, I was not getting from. Yeah, so that's yeah exactly. That's uh, that's the most famous thing about the attraction. (coughs) As you go, there's a little waterfall, and you go under it, and it's oh the backside of water. It's very jokey now. It's very hokey. They have a script with. You know all the little punny jokes that as you go through the ride, um, because it wasn't very popular at first, so they developed it into what it is now, and now it's yeah, it's one of the most famous attractions in any of the parks. And I like The Rock. I like Emily Blunt. Um, they came out on like a boat during D twenty three during the uh, upcoming films panel or whatever, and you know thunderous applause and everybody's like oh my gosh jungle book or jungle cruise so i'll go see it um for sure when the trailer looks like it what it's doing it's doing very competently it knows exactly what it's trying to do and that said parts of the caribbean vein it looks like be one of those family holiday movies that's going to make 500 billion dollars i'm sure it will i watched something else Either of you guys see Yesterday? Uh, I saw the trailer for it. That's the... Uh, do you know what we're talking about? Uh, the, this... the world where there are no Beatles yes, songs. No Beatles. They never existed. <laughs> it's got um, Himesh Patel, Lily James. Um, he's He plays Jack Malik. He's just a singer-songwriter who's not getting anywhere. and She's his friend-slash-manager at... And then he, you know, whatever, the whole 
bump your head type thing and wake up and there's no Beatles songs ever. Whenever he tries to um, look Google them or whatever, there's it just comes up with actual Beatles, the insects. But he uh, he's like just happens to make a reference to some song and nobody knows what he's talking about and you know he fi- figures it out and starts trying to remember all the songs and basically you know capitalize on that and it is so uh, it's so frustrating uh, mostly <laughs> like what you see in the previews you know that he plays the songs and everybody's like oh that's so great and that's the movie and that's the movie it's like <laughs> it's like <laughs> I'm surprised I mean people like the movie I'm like yeah you like the Beatles like mm-hmm. they license all these songs and paid a bunch of money I bet you know and people watch the movie and like the music it feels like it's probably how Bohemian Rhapsody was I to drag them back into the thing wow. it's like well you like the music yeah. how and, dare you besmirch Freddie Mercury uh, I'm not no I'm sure he's great too um <laughs> Anyway, it's just so surface level. They, they, I want to know what the, how the world would be different without the Beatles. And they try to, they make a few references to major things that would be different. That, because that's your jam, like, you know, all right. the timeline. Oh, of, man. Yeah. Would we have been in World War Three without yeah. the love of the Beatles? So, right. Yeah, yeah. That's what they just didn't do any of that. They, yeah. they touched on a couple things that they thought wouldn't be around and but they never explained it and i'm just like this movie should have been so much darker like they should have lost the cold war yeah they should have started out this movie should have changed and it would have been let's rewrite it and do a kapow theater yeah (laughs) that's just it though i feel like they screwed us over because this is such a good idea to be like i mean i assume other people think this but like when you think if you ever daydream what if i could go back in time or whatever what would i change what would i do or how would i capitalize on what i know like a connecticut yankee and king arthur's court or whatever how what would i know to do that they don't know and that's such a clever idea you know i could remember these songs and learn how to play an instrument well enough to do it you know i would bet on sporting events well that's a good idea but only if you have nothing ha- would could possibly go wrong yeah exactly <laughs> you gotta have this uh, manual um anyway but they needed to start out with something like that and then have a sci-fi twist and it get dark because i and the 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 reason I'm mad because obviously this is just a romantic comedy surface level type thing they decided to do with it. But what makes me mad is that they chose this premise specifically, the Beatles, because I think that's the premise that is the perfect thing for the dark story I'm talking about. Because yeah. what else could you come up with that would could probably have such reaching effects like you were saying about war and things like that? Who knows what you could make so- up? You know, so what you're saying is what they should have done. Yeah, yeah. Somebody should do a podcast like that. Somebody needs to go back and uh, <clears throat> turning the page. I uh, I watched a movie that you like recommended. Whatever. <laughs> I watched the movie that you recommended. Uh, I think it was your list from last year. Widows. You have no idea, do you? Or did you choose not to know? Your husband stole $2 million from me. 
this is about my life. This is about my life. And because it's about my life, it now becomes about yours. right now it was you have hbo i oh really can oh potentially yeah that's Uh, how i was watching gemstones yeah yeah but uh i mean the the idea seemed neat it's a a whole crew of thieves are killed leaving their wives you know like there's still a debt to be paid so the wives have to kind of figure out you know how far in were they with this and it was it was an excellent kind of heist movie, crime movie, and it had some extra drama. There was a little bit of, like, every social issue jammed into it as well, uh-huh. which was, I, I thought, maybe just pick one to focus on. But we had to, we put every every ill society is facing right now was also in Who's this, in this? It's uh, Viola Davis. Liam Neeson. Liam, Liam Neeson. <laughs> Colin Farrell. Hmm. I feel like I, I saw it pop up on HBO the other day, but I, I didn't like know what the it was. scene with him because Colin Farrell's like a um, politician right, or something. Right. It's been a while since I saw it. I remember being tired and I wanted to see it again. I need to watch it again. But he, they, where he leaves his uh, district. Yeah, I didn't quite notice what was happening, but I remembered you pointing that out when you first talked about this movie. I couldn't remember. He's out campaigning in this very sketchy area of town, and we're going to bring prosperity back, and we're going to create jobs. And he gets in his town car, and the camera's like off the side of the car, and the car just drives, and you hear them talking, and it's like a two-minute drive, and you see them going past pawn shops and cash for gold stores turn a corner the buildings start getting higher there's banks and mcdonald's at another turn and within two minutes he's in the swanky part of town with fences and ivy on the walls and it's like yeah we're all living real close to each other and it's a world apart and it was super effectively done yeah it was good it was some of it was a little over the top viola davis is like very intense in that yes Um, (laughs) i like her yeah. yeah, she's good. Um, it was a, uh, it's a good movie. And another, again, I don't know whether to even cover the continuing saga of Spider-Man, but yeah, I today was gonna... we had new rumors that Disney's just going to buy Spider-Man. I didn't even so. read that article because there'll be a different. Yeah, so by tomorrow. the time you hear this, who knows? <laughs> who knows but, but I, I, you sent me that article that said, you know, basically Disney's looking at spending four to five billion to buy Spider-Man. So I googled "sad George Lucas," 
and <laughs> sent you the saddest photo yeah. I could find of George Lucas because he only got a billion for Star Wars, <laughs> and we're gonna get five times that for. I think it's four billion. No, yeah, it was four. It was. Oh, four, was it? Four, it was four okay. billion. But I've been kind of waiting on that to happen, like waiting on that shoe to drop or that ball to drop uh, on that whole story because I, I just every time something like this happens with Disney, they just end up buying whatever it is. Yeah, so, they need to to throw a bunch of money at it. Just be be like, quit, just go away, go yeah. away, Sonny. Yeah. So that's a good chunk of change there. I'm so I I'm kind of surprised they'll. Well, but then again, you don't make much money on that. Uh, you know, I don't know what Sony's holding out for because I w- was listening to something they were talking about the breakdown on that, and after you spent so much money, yeah, promoting it and all and all this, you. Half the time they lose money on I these things. I believe that was our show. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. It was. I knew it was someone that really knew their stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, and Disney has a way of when they purchase Pixar or Star Wars or Marvel or whatever, they have a way, usually a plan in place to recoup that money pretty quickly in the next few years. Mm. I mean, Star Wars is, all, you know, they paid a four billion or whatever um for that franchise but they've made it back already oh i'm sure you know they're yeah they won't they won't waste any time if they do get it and yeah okay sony has the goose that lays a golden egg but i i don't see a sinister six movie and a Mm -mm. black cat movie and a silver sable they want to do this whole universe yeah and you know what okay i would have maybe said guardians of the galaxy who's gonna make a movie about that crazy thing but it could be done Right. But I just I can't imagine it being what they are planning. Not, yeah, but look at the precedent set by what Marvel had put out before Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah. Opposed to the you know plethora of Spider-Man movies out there that Sony's been dishing out for twenty years or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> All right. One job forever? Look, I have one job on this lousy ship. It's stupid, but I'm gonna do it, okay? You tosser. You had one job to do. So we did something a little different with this one job, something we've never done before. We're not talking an actor or a creator or a writer. We're talking a character. Yeah, so if you didn't get enough Joaquin Phoenix Joker talk last week with one job, you're gonna get more Joker talk this week because right, Joker is the the news of the day it's all anybody's talking about so we wanted to try to figure out you know Joker's 80 years old he's been around forever so mm-hmm. there have been a lot of incarnations through TV movies comics video games he's he's been everything and we thought playing what is cards playing cards yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bath, bath toys uh. deodorant that's right Uh, uh, yeah, so I love throwing you off. What is the? <laughs> we're trying to decide what is the definitive. It's a fictional character, but what is the definitive portrayal of DC's the Joker? Oh yeah, it's a good thing you said DC because I was like, really, right. it's playing cards is <laughs> probably the biggest. <clears throat> so what do we have choices or? Uh, well, if you want to go actors, yeah. So yeah, Caesar Romero, right? Back in that 60s. was my first. <laughs> Oh, how delicious it is. 
the joke around which Batman and steals the fabulous jewel collection right out from under his nose. <laughs> oh, my playful pilfering pals, how delicious it is. We hate to sound a sour note, Joker, but it's time for us to make our own collection. Destroy him! Introduction into the character. <laughs> we know. <laughs> yeah, it was your second word with yeah, Joker. That's right. No. Or mustache. <laughs> Third word. <laughs> the second word was, was that beaver? <laughs> uh, Jack Nicholson from the Tim Burton classic film. Let's get nuts. Tell me something, my friend. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? What? I always ask that of all my prey. I just like the sound of it. Heath Ledger from Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. I thought my jokes were bad. Give me one reason why I shouldn't have my boy here pull your head off. How about a magic trick? I'm going to make this pencil disappear. Ta-da! It's... Joaquin Phoenix is very recent, but has put his own stamp on the character. This is the last time we'll be meeting. You don't listen, do you? You just ask the same questions every week. How's your job? Are you having any negative thoughts? All I have are negative thoughts. Jared Leto, a pretty brief instance in the Suicide Squad. Mark Hamill played him in the animated series mm-hmm. and many of the video games. Right. Uh, Arkham Asylum. Uh, he was in those Telltale games that everybody liked. I'm not sure if Hamill did the voice of there, but. <laughs> Boy, did you get a wrong number. Leave your message at the sound of the shriek. No, please, don't. Ah! So, yeah, lots of video games. You know, he was in video games going back to the old Sega, right. you know, Batman <clears> yeah. games. And uh, any comic book you can think of. The Killing Joke, Mad Love, Arkham Asylum, Death in the Family, Dark Knight Returns, to some more modern ones like uh, Endgame, Gotham Central had an amazing arc. He's been in a million Legends of the Dark Knight or detective comics or single issues like The Laughing Fish or The Joker's Five-Way Revenge or any of these classic things. So, yeah, he's got 80 years of history in comics, almost as many in live action and animation and video games. So it's a tough choice. I've not made up my mind yet. So okay. I, I need to kind of be swayed here. So we need to we need to let people know too. Also, um, too also, yeah. Oh, okay. In a, in abundance, <laughs> <laughs> that we put up a poll on our patron only Facebook page. Hey, we have a patron only Facebook page. Uh, we should mention that, <laughs> <laughs> and we let the patrons vote. Right. And I think everybody voted. It was for- unanimous. For Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger in the Dark Knight. So we have said patrons get an official vote. Yeah. I don't know what how we weight it. I don't we haven't that. figured out the math on that yet, but mm. patrons get a say. We'll see. So <laughs> Ledger, and we're already leaning toward Ledger. Yeah. Well, that was my first thought immediately was was like, well, that's kind of the as far as movie 
you know that was mm-hmm. kind of what I would leave but I mean, do you remember when that movie came out like it's oh, gonna be the same way this Halloween like every yeah. you know Dwight on the office dressed as <laughs> Heath Ledger <and> it <laughs> Kevin just, did like everybody it was yeah. <laughs> Creed dressed so yeah it yeah. was just he was everywhere but it wasn't just for that Halloween it was like yes. for the next five and Halloween still yeah as far as being part of culture and seeing gifts online and you mm-hmm. know still being a you know the thing people reference when they talk about Joker he left <clears throat> and won an Oscar for the part so yeah now I and I, I you know I would never have guessed like like we're gonna review Joker after this just a little bit talk about it for a few minutes but the you know I would never guess that someone would try. You know, can it, I know it's not too soon, but it actually feels like too soon after the Dark Knight for someone to try to seriously play the Joker. You know, whatever Jared Leto was doing, nobody was like, "Oh no, he's going to try to be." <laughs> he's going to shine us off. Yeah, you know, we're like nobody thought that for a second. But when you heard Joaquin Phoenix was going to play the Joker, you're like, oh my gosh, is he really going to do that after what Heath Ledger did? Is he going to attempt that? Oh my goodness, you know. But then he turned in a distinctive performance. So you're like, you have to seriously look at that. That was a a really interesting portrayal. Hmm. Can I do a quick diversion here? Yeah. We talked about him winning the Oscar. And I thought how strange that would be if two different actors end up winning an Oscar playing the same. Joker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I thought, has that ever even happened before with you know Shakespeare characters yeah. or any of this stuff? I was like, that would yeah, be yeah, insane yeah. if you know this comic book character right. has this. But it's actually happened once before. Okay. Uh, there's several actors have been nominated for playing the same role. Forrest Gump 2? Not yet. Uh, <laughs> some actors were actually nominated for playing the same character in multiple movies. Like Al Pacino was Michael Corleone nominated in Godfather and Part 2. Peter O'Toole as Henry II in Beckett and Lion and Winter. Uh, Paul Newman, Fast Eddie Felsen in The Hustler and yeah. The Color of Money. And this one's for Cliff. Bing Crosby as Father Chuck O'Malley. Oh. He was nominated for Going My Way and The Bells of St. Mary. So the the same actor with the same part. Mm -hmm. But there have been nine other actors playing the same role. And they're all like historical figures. And like, you know, okay, Henry V. Lawrence Olivier, Kenneth Branagh, both nominated. uh, Playing Richard Nixon, Anthony Hopkins, and Frank Langella, both nominated. Henry Higgins. From My Fair Lady or the original Pygmalion. Magnum. Yeah. So Leslie Howard for Pygmalion and Rex Harrison for My Fair Lady. Queen Elizabeth I. Kate Blanchett was nominated for Elizabeth. Judy Dench for Shakespeare in Love. Henry VIII. Charles Lawton and Richard Burton were both nominated. Uh, The the character in A Star is Born has had three nominations. Oh, yeah. Janet Gaynor for the original. Judy Garland for the remake. And Lady Gaga for the remake of the remake of the remake. Mm -hmm. Uh, then we get to characters in the same movie, Rose DeWitt from Titanic. Both Kate Winslet and Gloria Stewart were nominated for the same movie hmm. for Young Oof. young Rose and Old Rose. And Iris weird. Murdoch in the movie Iris. Kate Winslet was Young Iris. Judy Dench was Old Iris. This was this movie's not that old, but I don't remember anything uh, about I it. Remember. One of those awards. But darling. nobody's won. But only one, yeah, he says somebody one character... Has brought home two Oscars for two different actors. 
Any idea? No. I'm saying... Uh, it's from the 70s. 70s. I'll never think of it. Don Vito Corleone. I was just going to uh, say, was it the, was it Godfather? Yeah, because so Brando, Brando won as Vito in the first one, and De Niro for mm-hmm. the flashback in wow. the second one. So, yep. yeah, we're talking Shakespeare characters and, like, these stuffy English, yeah. you know, like, uh, period <laughs> dramas. Yeah. And then The Godfather is the you know, you know the most acclaimed movie of all time. And then we're going to have the Joker. So there's he has a very real chance to win the oh, Oscar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, t- I think he will. So it's just, you know, history. Hmm. history it's, ca- it's crazy. It's crazy. It's because it seems like I was telling you when we were talking about this the other day that yeah, I was like, it seems like uh, one of those when you're watching a movie and they have fake movies in the movie, you're like, oh, Joaquin Phoenix is going to play the Joker. I was like, that's so weird that they would come up with that. And that's re- reality. <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah. So strange. But anyway, I w- when you add comics to it, that changes everything. You know, there's a lot of iconic comics. The first one I think of is The Killing Joke. Like, that's a great Joker story. And much like the film versions, he has evolved over the years. So, you know, back in the 40s, he was the the Harlequin, you know, robbing banks and putting on disguises and being goofy like Cesar Romero. Then in the 70s, we get, you know, Neil Adams and Denny O'Neill, and he's more the murderer, Mm -hmm. crime boss type. And then as further we've gone, he's become a true psychopath. And, you know, and they still play him differently today, just depending on who's writing him and what his motivations are. So, yeah, I I want to pick a comic, but some of these performances have done as much as anything on the comic page. Yeah, Yeah, that's, um, yeah, like you said, and, and now DC's done this thing where there's like, They've acknowledged there are maybe different Jokers. They've still never paid that off, but yeah. they've still left that hanging that there are three Jokers mm-hmm. and three different personalities. So, yeah, I remember uh, <laughs> oh, talking about old Disney stories. Uh, one year, I saw these at MGM Studios. They used to have Star of the Day when when the studios were first opened, uh, first year or two, and uh, we were down there one time and saw Caesar Romero. And they drove him around a little convertible car in the parade and stuff. And he was out there waving to everybody. And I, I remember, I wasn't very old, but I remember being like starstruck a little bit because he was the Joker on Batman, you know, the 66 uh, TV show. So, and yeah, for a whole generation, that. For a long time. That would time. be the Joker. Yeah, and it seems silly now because he refused to shave off his mustache yeah. <laughs> and you could see it through the through the makeup and you know, he uh, I I know what my pick is. Um as soon as you brought up the the topic, I knew what I have a definitive Joker um without a doubt. I love Heath Ledger's performance. I felt it made that movie um cuz I I wasn't a big fan of um Christian Bale as Batman, but Heath Ledger was great. I mean, phenomenal. Because I thought going in, I didn't like the look going in. I remember distinctly not being like, oh, no. it was not a choice people like. This, yeah, yeah, this is not going to work. This looks horrible. And then coming out and going, oh my gosh, this is the best Joker And yet. he's following up Jack Nicholson who put his own very definitive right. spin on it. Right. Uh, who, you know, 20 years after Cesar Romero... Yeah, that was the Joker people remembered, yeah, and he 89. turned him into kind of a killer. But know, well, he was listening. To he Prince was in the mob. And, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> Maybe we should include Prince. <laughs> it's, uh, he did the bat dance. Yeah. The old MTV video. So. <laughs> um, what do what are you thinking, Jordan? Are you going comic book? Um, yeah, I. I said, you know, you're talking about Killing Joke. That's the, you know, the mm-hmm. definitive origin story of the, the struggling comedian. We get some of the, you know, the the the, the pathos. You know, we get the, we kind of feel sorry for the Joker and how his life went. And it's mm-hmm. some of the most iconic art of all time. Him holding the camera on the cover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Him opening the door when Barbara, or Barbara Gordon opens the door. You see him in the Hawaiian shirt. Right. Him coming up out of the muck with his hands in his hair and all the ha ha ha's behind mm-hmm. it. Like these are the most iconic comic images of this character. Yeah. And then you've got something like Death in the Family where he kills Jason Todd. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dark Knight Returns. The first time I kind of realized the Joker loves Batman as well. Yeah. Like it showed. You know, Batman's been retired for years, and Joker's just kind of catatonic. And when he comes back, he he wakes up. He's like, darling, like because this is like in his own twisted way, he needs Batman, and that's a, like this new psychological twist. That's like, what? okay, that makes sense to me in this way. And you know, they go at the end of Dark Knight. They go down the tunnel of love in their big fight. So it's this eternal, yeah, you know, can't live can't live without each other between these two. So yeah, the comics have done things that movies can't do. You know, ha- having all this backstory and all this all this time and space to tell these grand stories but the movies i think are more iconic for for culture at large and saying that's the joke it's funny because even going back to the 89 batman as a kid i was probably like 12 years old something like that and i loved that movie but what i didn't love was the joker having an origin i never liked that he knew his name yeah i never liked that i always liked it just being the joker you didn't know where he came from you didn't know his past. He was just, you know, this murderous nut job that, you know, the foil to Batman. I always, and I'm still a lot like that. Like, I'm not big on the whole Red Hood storyline and all that stuff. I, I just like Joker. Just give me, I don't need anything else. Here he is in your face. So, yeah, Killing Joke would be an easy pick. Uh, it has, in the ensuing years, has become a little more problematic with the idea of fridging, quote unquote, think, think, uh, Barbara Gordon, and some of the things that go on there, yeah. some of the like sexual trauma and things like that, that you know is a little more looked down on in pop culture. Uh, but I, for comics, I think I would say Dark Knight Returns. Just for the way Frank Miller drew him, he had a huge barrel chest, and he looked like the physical, like he could actually take Batman in a fight. But I, I, I. I'm, I might be leaning Mark Hamill. Thank you. He I was just, hoping he, you were. <laughs> my entire childhood, that's the voice I heard yeah. reading those comics. Yeah. What he did in the animated I, series. And me as a kid not knowing that was Luke Skywalker. Yeah. I had watched that show for years and some way, somehow, I was like, that's Mark Hamill? Yeah. I couldn't hear it. Uh-huh. I was like, "That's not that can't be Luke Skywalker. And then it, something clicks, like, that is. Yeah, what a what a turn he made on that character. It 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 is my definitive Joker. It's Mark Hamill. Whether it be Batman the animated series, even in when he reprised the role into the Cartoon Network, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, Batman Beyond. Yes, all of that. I it, his voice is the way he emotes the Joker is just. I, you can't beat it. In my mind, that is what I hear. I hear Mark Hamill's voice. Ten-minute countdown sequence has been engaged. 
Oh, my lord. Come, my dear. We'll get to a safe altitude, then watch the fireworks. It's lucky you were here, Harley. The countdown sequence didn't leave Joker enough time to swing by Arkham and pick you up. Quiet, Brett. You were gonna come back for me, weren't you, Puddin'? Of course, Pumpkin Pie. It's just that, well, here you are, so I can uh, save myself a trip. <laughs> but what about all our friends? Ivy and Two-Face and Hat Guy and Lizard Man and Puppet Head and... What about them? Don't forget your little pets. <gasps> the babies! We can't leave the babies! I'll buy you a goldfish. Let's go! I can... I don't know. I, nothing else compares to me as far as as a whole. I think it's it's just I, I it's a decision I think I made a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm setting my way. But it had the silliness and then the quips. But there was real menace to it too. He could like change. He like growled and had a real edge to his voice too. Yeah, so. yeah. He could. Yeah, and and to do that through an animated cartoon is amazing. <laughs> they're, they're giving me the look. Uh, there's just so many. You're playing it too. Cl you're playing your cards. Uh, I back. just don't. I I'm just listening because I don't. I didn't have one that I'm like. I'm trying to think the definitive. And as much as I like Heath Ledger, as the Joker, I like that performance, but that's not the Joker to me. And I guess we just have too much history with it. And uh, I, I really like you guys' pick. I wouldn't pick it. Only because I don't have the experience with it. I've seen some of the cartoons. Mm -hmm. I know I've definitely can hear the voice in my head. You know, I've seen enough of it. But that's way more what the Joker is to me than what Heath Ledger did. Mm -hmm. You know, so I'm like, oh yeah, I, I lean more with you guys there. So I'm, I'm. It sounds like that's what you guys are doing. That's great. <laughs> I can't vote for it. Well, I, if you went Ledger, you'd, yeah. we would add in I'm not the going, patron. Yeah, uh, I'm not uh, going Ledger. Okay, so. That's I. I was sorry, figuring out my head. Yeah, sorry, Paige. I like. I mean, I would have said, "Hey, well, we're de definitely with them voting. We're going to end up there, depending on what you guys did." But I could very easily say Heath Ledger because that I. <laughs> that's still my still my yeah. favorite comic oh, movie still, of all oh, time. Yeah, it's still so good. And, and the way they incredible. played him and his politics, and you know, mm -hmm. he wants to watch the world burn. Like people still reference that line, right. and the way he he played the mob against each other. And yeah. do I look like I have a plan like that? I yeah. really like it's, that. Yeah. But yeah, like you said, it's not quite. Yeah, if you ask me what Heath Ledger's one job is, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously. But um, and, and like I said, what I love about I like my Joker not to have a. I don't need the history. Mm -hmm. So that I mean, that was the story. We he he keeps telling retelling his origin story, and it's yeah. different every time. I See, like that. I uh, yeah, my my pick, and I know the problems with it and the origin story and everything, but. My Joker is the killing joke, Joker. Mm -hmm. You know that's I like that. I like that story. I like him in it. Written by Alan Moore. Yeah. Art by Brian Bollard. Yeah. You know, it's funny. This reminds me of a joke. See, there were two guys locked in a lunatic asylum, and one night, one night they decided they didn't like that anymore. They decided to escape. So they made it up to the roof, and there, just across this narrow gap, they see rooftops stretching across town, stretching to freedom. Now, the first guy, he jumps right across, no problem. But his friend, oh, no way. He's afraid of falling. 
So the first guy, he has an idea. He says, hey, I got this flashlight with me. I'll shine it across the gap between the buildings and you can walk across the beam and join me. But the second guy says, what do you think I am, crazy? You just turn it off when I'm halfway across. <laughs> oh, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I have video games where uh, hanging in my living room. I got the cover. You, you can. We have like where you can. You know, you can change the outfit on a character, or whatever. We have games where you can change him into the Killing Joke. He's got the hat and the and the Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, on. the Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, that's iconic Joker to me. I've, man. I've got a hero click of the Joker with yeah. the, with the Hawaiian shirt. On. Oh, see, I'd like to have that. But yeah, I just <laughs> I like that story. I I I always think of that's my Joker holding the camera up and. Um, so that's my vote. I know it won't win, but I'm just going on the record. Yeah. I'm really, I really like your, you guys pick though, because that's that Joker too. Like, that's the type of, yeah. you know. Which Mark Hamill came back for the animated right. killing right. joke right. and did that as well. Yeah. The fact that they, you know, like you said in the video games, they keep bringing him back because there's nobody better at it, at that, you know, that voice of Joker. And I, if we were talking Batman. There's no Batman actor I like more than Kevin Conroy I doing agree. voice, and that's an easier pick for me than because jo- there's a lot of Jokers mm-hmm. I love. Mm-hmm. Batman is usually like, yeah, I tolerate it. He was pretty good. Like, Christian Bale is not the reason I watch those movies. No, no, like, no. so yeah, the Joker is a more difficult pick than even Batman would be. Right. And I, I still think I, <laughs> I have to go Mark Hamill. All right. So uh, that's a uh, nice tribe, patrons. <laughs> <laughs> Aww. Well, thanks for voting and for yeah. having a voice. Yeah, I, I think that we'll just we'll have to give the they, they as a collective patrons have one vote. So whatever the majority is of their of the patrons vote when we do these, they are one of the four votes on here. And and we'll see when that causes a problem when it's two against two. <laughs> but right now, they weighed as one vote. I weighed as one vote, and you guys collectively picked Mark Hamill. So, and, and if you when your vote when the patron if you're a patron and you vote into in any of these polls, please leave a comment below. Don't just pick one, but tell us why. And yeah, we're not they sure. Convince was, us. Was yeah. it an easy choice for them? Because they we put the poll up and the votes came in pretty quick. Yeah, so immediately. Was it an easy choice or yeah? Did you even think about it? <laughs> I'm scolding <laughs> them. Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm sure you did. And that's the a, that's a great is choice. Always right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we did it. Mark yeah. Hamill. In the books and the annals of Kapow yeah, history yeah, and all I that. I didn't say it and all that jazz. Um, so and then you're gonna put in some sweet Mark Hamill audio. Yes, right, right there. there. What's the matter, Batman? No witty comeback. No threat. Then I'll provide the narration. I'll begin with how I peeled back the layers of the boy's mind. Though he bravely tried to fight it at first. You would have been proud to see him so strong. But all too soon the serums 
and the shocks took their toll, and the dear lad began to share such secrets with me, secrets that are mine alone to know, Bruce. It's true, Batsy. I know everything. And kind of like the kid who peeks at his Christmas presents, I must admit, it's sadly anticlimactic. Behind all the sturm and batarangs, you're just a little boy in a play suit crying for mommy and daddy. It'd be funny if it weren't so pathetic. Now what the heck, I'll laugh anyway. That's how we do it. And then we're going to talk about the Joker. Or just, sorry, Joker. So... Cliff, did you see this? I did not. I, I am not surprised. This I, is not uh, a Cliff movie. No, I didn't feel it was for me. I actually I went down and uh, got on the old internet the day it came out because I knew I wasn't going to go see it and kind of flipped through some spoilers um, just to kind of see what, what it was about, the t- people's different take on it, uh, immediate reactions. So, so even as our resident DC fan, we kind of assumed it would not be up your alley. Right. I'll wait till it comes out on HBO or, or whatever and, yeah. uh, and take it in that way. Well, as we've talked before, it's still insane to me this movie exists in yeah. the form that it does. Yeah. yeah. Agree. Because, you know, DC right now is throwing stuff at the wall. We've, we're switching Batman actors. We're switching Superman actors. Justice League was a disappointment box office wise. <laughs> Suicide Squad got nailed critically. They don't know what's working right now. So I think, and good, take chances. Do something we didn't expect. I very much like that. But the thing I would have least expected out of everything I don't expect was this movie. An R rated 70s style <laughs> crime drama. About a guy with mental health issues and the misery that is his life. It's it's I, I'm still kind of even after it ended, I was sitting in the theater like I, that's strange that even just happened. Yeah, I don't know what I was totally expecting, but it was pretty intense. Especially when you add in the fact it was directed by Todd Phillips, who I have his entire catalog. Here. We're spoiling this, by the way. Yeah. Oh, well, sorry. Yeah. So we're. If you haven't seen Joker, this is the last thing we're doing this episode. Yeah. So if you haven't seen it, if you're waiting for a video, yeah. you know we're spoiling it. So. Come on back once you've seen it. So Todd Phillips started his career making documentaries. So he made a handful of documentaries. His first big breakout was Road Trip, followed by Old School, Starsky and Hutch. All great. School for Scoundrels, Due Date. And the, all three Hangover movies. Wow, mm-hmm. I didn't know he did all that stuff. And his most recent one was War Dogs. Uh, had Miles oh, Teller, yeah. Jonah, Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. So that's it was still kind of a comedy, but it yeah. was the first even slightly serious thing he's done since the documentary. So this is a man. His whole resume is outsider, goofy, yeah. oddball comedies. And like, hey, let's have this guy make you know the defining drama of our times, according to some critics. So. <laughs> Again, just kind of insane. Yeah, I don't think he was the original director for this movie, was he? Didn't somebody else drop out? Uh, I don't know. I, I never heard of that. But you know, are we gonna get into like the controversies and stuff yes. that led up to it? Yeah, he ran his trap. So this movie, it was. 
I don't think it was a marketing stunt, but I also don't think they shied away from it as being this dangerous movie. Yeah. Uh, the U.S. military warned their service members about the potential for a mass shooting at screenings. Uh, an email coming out September 18th. The movie opened October 4th. Um, the Army confirmed that they did send this, and the warning, it was widely distributed after social media posts uh, from these incel groups, these these internet folks, you know, the involuntary se- involuntarily celibate, as they have named themselves. Uh, it was uncovered by the FBI and intelligence officials that there was chatter, you know, that something might happen at these movies. And so as a precautionary measure, the U.S. Army sent out to their people saying, you know, be sure to make sure you know where the exits are, be on alert, you know, we have some chatter. So the following Monday, a separate memo went out by senior officials in the Army's Criminal Investigation Division said the Army had obtained, quote, credible intelligence from a Texas law enforcement official's pertaining to disturbing and very specific chatter on the dark web regarding the targeting of an unknown movie theater during the release. So that's the news stories we start hearing, and we started getting, you know, security is going to be heightened at these movies. We're mm. going to have more security guards. Don't dress up in costume. Yeah, our local mm. theater, you couldn't dress up. No clown makeup. Yeah. Uh, and and you can, like, laugh that off, but... Haha. But, um... And that's the world we live in now. There's mass shootings every day, so things uh, you have to take it a little bit seriously, even if you don't. And, and, and if you haven't seen the movie, you don't even know what to expect. It does this incite something in people, you know. So this <laughs> became the narrative of the movie. This is a dangerous movie to see. And uh, Joaquin Phoenix actually got up and walked out of an interview because the guy was asking him if he thought this movie could inspire violence. And later he went back after talking to his publicist and said, oh, I had just not encountered that question before and I wanted to be prepared before I answered. But <laughs> I think just prickly, angry actor got up and walked away because he didn't yeah. want to be called on this mm-hmm. for his art. Um, then after all this was going around, Warner Brothers disinvited all interviewers from the, from the premiere when they premiered it in Hollywood. So the stars walked the red carpet and there was no press involved, just photographers. So... They want to have this big splashy premiere. They want to have this acclaimed, uh, critically you know, revered movie, but they don't want to answer any questions about it. They don't want to talk about the intent of it. It just became, I don't know, it's, it's weird. Uh, his Todd Phillips had an interview. This is the one that got most people annoyed, talking about how you know, outrage is a commodity nowadays and blaming... You know, the, the far left and there's no different than the far right and this woke culture has ruined comedy. So I wrote his quote down. Uh, it's basically word for word. I deleted some of the profanity, but it's basically what he said was, quote. See, he, he, you prove his point by right. deleting the <laughs> right. profanity. Yeah, so, <laughs> yes, the director of Hangover 3 <laughs> said, quote, Go try to be funny nowadays with this woke culture. There were articles written about why comedies don't work anymore. I'll tell you why. Because all the funny guys are like, I don't want to offend you. It's hard to argue with 30 million people on Twitter. You just can't do it, right? So you just go, I'm out. I'm out. And you know what? With all my comedies, I think 
I think that what comedies in general all have in common is they're irreverent. So I go, how do I do something irreverent, but not comedy? Oh, I know. Let's take the comic book movie universe and turn it on its head with this. So that's really where that came from. So he's trying to have both ways. He came out and his actual quote was, we didn't make the movie to push buttons. He's trying to sneak this right. movie into the studio system and the comic book you know, pop culture world that we're in. Quote, we don't... It wasn't we want to glorify this behavior. It was letter. It was literally like, let's make a real movie with a real budget, and we'll call it effing Joker. That's what it was. So, again, he's he's getting with with a claim, and with the critical reception it had, it won the Venice Film Festival, got an eight minute standing ovation. A movie like that, people want to think about and want to talk about and want to debate and want it to mean something. And you have the director coming out and saying, it doesn't mean anything. I didn't make this to push buttons. I'm not trying to say anything. It's like, you can't, you can't do it both ways. Yeah. Right? Am I, am, I, am I crazy? Yeah. Besides, <laughs> let us uh, interpret it. Don't, yeah. You know, you don't yeah. get to... Most directors don't say anything. Try to explain it to you. It, whatever, however you interpret it, you know, that's what it is. I also find him completely wrong that you can't make funny comedies anymore. Like Taika Waititi, yeah. Insert drop. Is Cliff doing, checked out. Cliff, is, Cliff is doing a movie Cliff this year where he plays Hitler, right? And right. there will be no controversy about that, right? And like so, again, if you punch up and not down, you can do whatever you want. Don't just be a jerk to be a jerk and think that's funny that and i and it's cool now it's in vogue all oh, the hangover movies are so problematic now but i never really liked them because it was that it was a bunch of guys being mean to each other or mean to everyone around them and it's like they didn't have they didn't learn any lessons or have redeeming qualities which you don't have they're to. whatever you know i but don't have a problem just, with any of those movies it's just like but it's like don't but we kind of like moved on as a culture yeah that just having a couple bros broing out <laughs> that's not enough to get a the, to get yeah, everyone they, laughing there wouldn't be as big a thing right now it, that things have evolved somewhat but it, don't say you can't do something it's like just you just can't be mean for mean's sake that's the main problem. Um, so, but the movie, yeah. after all this controversy, had a ninety-five million dollar opening weekend. Oh yeah, and as as we're recording, just past three hundred and fifty million worldwide, and still climbing. It's barely mm -hmm. we're recording barely a week later. Uh, had the highest October opening in history, topping Venom, which opened at eighty point three million. So this didn't keep people home. Uh, people are the word of mouth strong. The interest in these movies is still strong. I haven't heard any stories about like people taking their kids and. <laughs> I have. Oh, have you? Yep. Yeah, I've seen it a, f uh, a few times last week. Where yeah, people complaining about people uh, ridiculous parents going. You know, there's something wrong with people. An hour into the movie, going I, and complaining. That people. I mean, I know it's true because there's like, I work with. A bunch of girls and you know some of them have kids and i like worry about that i'll say hey i saw this don't take your kid oh i wouldn't yeah but my you know there's all these split families and things <laughs> well my 
his dad will or his grandma will or that. I was like, what? You're the parent. Why don't you tell him no? Because this this may not bother us. We have our our brains are developed, <laughs> but this could mess up their brain. You know, they don't need to see this. And to be fair, go to your room, Carly. That's right. Not everyone pays as close of attention as we do to this stuff. Like, if you just heard, saw the corner eye, oh, there's some Joker movie. Like, it's another superhero. Yeah, I get you not maybe getting what this is. That's what it is. Well, we we watched the Spider Man movie. Right. He loves that. Let's go. You know, they don't know the difference. But yeah, none of the trailers, none of the commercials, none of the posters make it look. Like He's a just fun, dancing colorful yeah. <laughs> <laughs> To Gary Glitter Rock and Roll Part 2. He's so want to edgy. To problematic there. Uh, Todd's an edgy guy. Yeah. That kind of made me do a double take in the theater. But Well, let's talk about the movie. I went and saw it uh, maybe the next day after it came out, I think. Um, there was a couple other people in there. Now I would obviously I wasn't at the first showing, so I mean you said it made a bunch of money, so people are watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I went Tuesday night to the five dollar show. Yes, nine, that's up right on brand. Nine twenty five showing. It was playing in two different theaters. There was like a nine twenty five yeah. and a nine fifty. So it, they you know there weren't a ton of people in there, but there was a lot of showings. Right. So when I walk in, there's only three other people in the theater and they're all dudes by themselves. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, Lonely Hearts Club meeting is right yeah. here. This is my this is my crew here. We're all men yeah, going we're all, up. We're all at the correct distance away from each other. <laughs> What's that uh, that group men going their own way or whatever yeah. that is on Reddit? Uh, so I sit down. I'm like, okay, I'm comfortable. And then a couple walks in, sit right behind oh. me. I'm like, oh, a loving couple. Come yeah. on. And then a bunch of other people came in. But uh, to start, it was just the the target the, cool kids, the target yeah. demo yeah. <laughs> of lonely men, lonely hearts. Okay. <laughs> So here comes one now. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just kidding. So anyway, what'd you think? I liked it. <laughs> hey, Great. me too. See you later. Yeah. Bye forever. Review. After all that we said about that, uh, the right. the the quick take is Joaquin Phoenix is one of the best actors working today, as he I've said was before. Terrific in this, and he. Put out a incredible performance. And Hollywood loves nothing more than an actor losing weight. Oh my god! They gosh. think that's the height of. I heard he only ate an apple core a day. Right. <laughs> so yes, he did that, but it worked for this. I don't think he had to do that. I think he could have done the same performance with a little meat on his bones, but he just looked the physicality of it. He had that gaunt face. Yeah. The way his bones jutted out of his skin just looked lizard-like. And yeah. the way he moved, just everything just looked painful. Right. And it was just, he's just nothing but skin and bones. And, and it, I think it impacted the way, like I said, the way he danced or the way he yeah. ran. Oh, that just, was amazing. It, just See, everything we, we just did that. Off. We just did that one job. And uh, I didn't go movies because I don't think he, he, any, he or Heath Ledger's performance is my iconic joker as we discussed but the as far as performance this is right up there with ledger uh, face it 
This is an incredible performance. Because Ledger famously he did you know licking the licking the lips and yeah yeah you know, licking the knives and like he had a whole process. They're both very method. Yes, but and, this was a little different. And the, well, the I think a lot of it has to do with the time time that it is in. Uh, the story, you know, the Dark Knight story is it is so of the two thousands, mm-hmm. and this is now chaos. You know, this is. They each did the best they could with where they were at in time. And everything I read says it was set in 1981. Okay. But I d- that was never in the movie. Well, That's there was not- trash okay. strikes in New York. Okay. Um, yeah, they didn't do much to disguise New York as Gotham. It wasn't right. the Tim Burton gargoyles and stuff. It looked very much New York. Right. What I was disappointed... With I when I came in, I was trying. I was like, I don't want to spoil anything. I'm like this, you know, saying this or that. There was too much DC uh, lore. I expected it to be Joker and not to be anything else. I didn't. I didn't think there was going to be any Batman. Hmm. Like I, I, I was very surprised by that. All the Thomas Wayne stuff, everything. I, I seriously thought it was just going to be this character, and I would have preferred that. Absolutely. But if you're talking, you know, the one percent and the wealthy elite, who else but the, oh, Wayne, the Waynes? We want the belt cut. You know, would have had all that in it. But I, I, I think it would have been better without all that. Um, I don't know what would have been left of story, uh, because that was the, but that was about all the story we had. Yeah, I didn't want. You know, the Fox Gotham version of the origin story where, oh, he meets Poison Ivy. And, like, I didn't want that for sure. No. But as it started playing out, I thought, that is an interesting take to make the Waynes, quote-unquote, the bad guys. Like, if you're a person on the street, you know, every incarnation we've gotten is Bruce Wayne's a charitable guy. He helps people out. He starts foundations. He, he, he works as Batman. Well, to a certain demographic of people in Gotham, the Waynes are part of the problem. And especially in today's climate, you know, the one percent and the and the ninety nine percent, like, yeah, they to to someone else, they are the villains. They are the bad guys. And this, I don't think this movie went that far, but I thought it was an interesting. I think it did, maybe by accident. <laughs> uh, my read of it, <laughs> I'm like, I feel like that it went exactly a reflection of today. And I don't, but I don't want to give him so much credit because right. it didn't mean anything. He said, and introducing <laughs> having the Waynes, having it, seeing a young Bruce for a minute, which yeah. him sliding down the pole on the playground, I liked. I did not even notice pole. that. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, that's uh, you know. So okay, now Todd Phelps, <laughs> my new favorite director. That's a pretty cool touch. Yeah. So when they started, when I started, no, again going into this, I didn't know any of this stuff, but. I thought, okay, then I started worrying it's all going to lead to the origin of Batman. This isn't the origin of Joker. It's going to lead to the parents getting killed. And I worried that Joker was going to be the Tim Burton. If you ever dance with the devil, does it matter? Either way, it's stupid. Yeah. When I saw those pearls, I wanted to kill myself. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I know it's coming. And I mean, they had the mask of Zorro or whatever up mm. there, and, and Blowout, which I thought was great <laughs> because have you seen Blowout? No. Okay, John Travolta, you know, 
early 80s Philadelphia movie, famous July 4th thing, you know. Uh, what's it's uh, what's his name that did Carlito's Way? Um, Brian De Palma. Oh, <laughs> I immediately thought of that too. Carlito's Way. Anyway, he's gonna go far. Carlito's Way. He's a superstar. Carlito's I was already thinking of blowout. Watch it. You know, he's uh, smoking cigarettes in the hospital, and that just stuck out to me so much when I saw blowout. Is they're in the hospital, and he's just smoking cigarettes in the room, and they're doing that in this movie. I was like, and then I see blowout on the marquee. <laughs> uh, yeah, I definitely worried that we were going to switch gears, and it was going to become Batman's origin story. So. Yeah, it was. It it didn't do it as much as I thought it was going to. It did it more than I thought it was going to. Yeah, I, I've said in the past that I I never need to see that scene again in my life. How I would have never guessed it was going to be in this movie, but as soon as they mentioned Wayne, I knew it was going to happen. Right, and I was reading through some comments online, and like people in general love that in this movie, and I was like, really, like. I saw a few like, oh, I, you know, had to see that scene again. It wasn't as bad as I well, thought I, mean, of. Yeah, I didn't yeah. hate it as much as I thought I would, but but in I general. Yeah, I don't want to act like it was a yeah. huge part of the movie, but I, I guess I just really liked that it was so focused on the Joker and as just one person and not having all that extra DC lore. And it kind of tries to ground it in the same reality with the holdup and the the mugger and stuff. But then then I got to ask, why do you go to a movie in the middle of a riot? Right. (laughs) If you're questioning uh, Because you think you're big stuff. Right, I guess. Um, So, yeah, like you said, blowout. The whole movie was a homage to the taxi driver. Yeah, I was... I I, I tried to avoid things and I forgot. I told you when... uh, I got there. I was like, "Oh yeah, I forgot that Robert De Niro was in this," and it's it's heavily uh, has homages to Taxi Driver and King of Comedy, and so of course De Niro has to be in it, even though he's not doesn't do anything great in the role he's in. I, he was. I love De Niro. I do too. Was he not kind of the weak link of this? Yes. It reminded me of like when he's on Saturday Night Live. Yes, and he's yeah. not good at reading cue cards. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, and he just he's seems like he seems like he doesn't know where he is, right. yeah. and he's looking the wrong way. Like that whole performance seemed like that. Yes, I totally agree. He was not very good. It's like he he ha- they had to have him because I mean it really was. I get why he had him there. It's like oh, I get it. Yeah, he was River Pupkin, you know, famously, famously. I had this on my top 100. <laughs> it was in the 80s somewhere. I had King of Comedy. That's my favorite Scorsese movie. Hot take. It's not Goodfellas. It's King of Comedy. Well, Taxi Driver would be in my top 10 yeah. of all time. If you my make, son just if watched that yesterday. If you're making my time. top 10, which I hope you are, Oh yeah. be sure Taxi Driver's on it's there. In because there. That, that's what this movie wanted to be. Right. 
what the 70s were in New York. Guys coming home from Vietnam, not sure where they are in the world. Alienation, existential angst, that being unable to connect with other humans, blaming society for your own problems and lashing out with violence. That's Taxi Driver. And this movie wanted to be the modern version of that. In today's world, we're still facing these issues, but on a bigger scale with the internet and Twitter and incels and all this nonsense that's going on. And it just didn't it didn't do what Taxi Driver was able to do. Although actually Taxi Driver, if you want to talk about you know warnings and you know, John Hinckley shot Ronald Reagan to impress Jodie Foster based on the movie Taxi Driver. So mm-hmm. these you know, there's history that movies can incite these kind of reactions in unhinged people. But that's where, you know, Taxi Driver I saw someone online use the 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 phrase humanizing character study or glorifying hero worship. Like to me, Taxi Driver, it, it, you're following a damaged person, but you're being put in his shoes and seeing why he makes the choices he makes. And he's not the hero. There are college kids with pictures of Travis Bickle in their dorm room. But that's wrong. <laughs> Do not hero worship this guy. Right. So that's my hope with this movie. We're watching the Joker and we're seeing why he is what he is. And we empathize, but we're not he's not the hero. He he like what he does is not the right response to this. And I don't know if the movie's able to walk that tightrope. Because by the end, he did it. Violence was the answer. He's he's coming out of his shell. He's dancing. Like and that's cool again as a character study. But I don't I don't want the Joker to be the hero of my movie. <laughs> the same way, well, I don't want to just blatantly say it. We'll get there. I uh soundtrack's awesome. Great soundtrack. Played all the clown songs you would expect, but the score is amazing like if I would love a a combo soundtrack score of this on vinyl but and if they'd have played my favorite song from King of Comedy Come Rain or Come Shine I'd have just lost it I'd have stood up and been like that's the best movie uh, but uh, the music was great um, I want to I know your thought of the whole his mom story you know whatever they were trying to uh, um, the story, well, they had a lot of things going on. But as far as the DC stuff, yeah, he's taking care of his mom. He's living, living with his mom. I don't know how old this guy is supposed to be. It feels like the script is he's 20s, yeah, late 20s, yeah, but he's really almost, you know, in his <laughs> 40s. Um, but he's staying with his mom, and she's like, you know, old. He has to take care of her, but she has mental problems Francis Conroy yeah from uh, Six Feet Under is all I know her from Um, but she claims that you know she's like all all she can talk about is Thomas Wayne and she used to work for him and at one point she's saying that he she tells him correct me if I'm misremembering but that he is Thomas Wayne's kid does she just tell him that yeah there are two things I really didn't like about the movie and they both got fixed by the end. Yes. I, so, I was hoping you interpreted that the same yes, way so I did. They, Some people don't interpret it that way. I eh, And I don't want to give away every single detail, but 
yeah, it is implied that she had a relationship with Thomas Wayne. Right. And so immediately the plot springs to my head, okay, oh, two sides of the same coin. Right. Oh yeah. Oh, Bruce had the advantages while Arthur was, you know, kicked to the curb. So we're all we're really the same person, Batman, you know. Right. And I, I, I don't want that. I was like, Ugh, I don't want any of that. So when that was undone, I thought, ah, okay, much better. But I think there's still a hint you could be led to believe that is he could still be wrong right there was a photo with like with with love thomas wayne or whatever was on the back of the photo yeah. so it's implied that it's not 100 percent certain and the other part i really didn't like was zazzy beats and the love interest thing and you I thought, saw that you knew that, right? The whole no, time. I just, no, I just because I was like, I heard somebody else say that that they were total, that they were like surprised by that. I knew immediately that that was Fight Club. I was like, she's not really there. This I whole just time. found I don't see any reason this woman would take pity on this right. creepy guy. And so I was like, obviously, there we never saw any place where he would win her over. Yeah, it's, I just didn't like that there. whatsoever. Um, someone told me the original script they had read. I have no. Why am I even going into this? Because I have no confirmation. Go on, because I've heard some but stuff. But that uh, he goes into her apartment and finds her boyfriend there. Oh, okay. And like that's one of the first murders he does. He kills her boyfriend right. before he. She well, even okay. Knows my her. question but is this: I'm glad that was not in there, right. and I'm glad they did what they did and how well, they did it. Except, what is what is supposed to have happened to her? He's just in her apartment, and we never see what happens. Uh, then we hear yeah. sirens as he goes back to his apartment. So was that the original cut that there, he murdered somebody in yeah. her apartment? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know whether we're supposed to assume he killed her boyfriend or he killed her or or what. We don't get an answer on that. Uh but yeah, those were the two the two main things plot wise. I'm like, ugh, this is not working for me. And then. They were both ah, yeah. pleasantly. For anyone that has not seen King of Comedy, where well, we're talking about the similarities there, uh, uh, he watches this late night talk show with Robert De Niro as the host. I don't remember what his name was supposed to be, but that's life. He says at the end of the show, and um, in King of Comedy, it's Jerry Lewis and Rupert Pumpkin. Pumpkin is like wants to be on a show as a comedian, and he's uh, he does these crappy comedy sets in his basement um, just like the Joker does in this and uh, he wants to you know he basically kidnaps the guy and forces his way onto the show and so that is you know kind of a, a you know negative of the of that movie which that first scene was obvious right obviously not happening when he's in the audience of the show right so right. I don't know why I didn't notice it right. later yeah <laughs> but that was still a cool scene. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like that. But I was never fooled that it was actually right, happening. Yeah. yeah. Well, you you have your good moments. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, I I I I'm for the acclaim, especially for Joaquin Phoenix. If he's nominated for an Oscar, I'm all for it. But I just overall, I don't think the movie has the depth that it's trying to have or it's saying the things or solving the problems or even addressing the problems we have because it is just you know society really ignores the mentally ill 
Yeah. Yeah. We all. What, what else is new? Like. Yeah. Then what? Like, what's the next thing? Tell that's me what, something about that. Right. That's what. That's what we were so worried beforehand. Like, okay, I'm going to go in here, and all I'd heard is like, oh, this is really going to encourage people to do this this violence because all oh, the the guy didn't get his breaks and he's gonna he's beaten down by society. And I, I was watching this thinking, oh no, he's not. He's freaking crazy. Uh, he's, he's mentally ill. He's not. You know. Yes, he's not catching breaks, and he has been ignored and not treated correctly as far as for his mental illness, but he's not doing these things for any reason. Even though he gives like a uh, the short speech on the late night show that was totally uncharacteristic as far as I'm concerned. I didn't get that from him, his vibe, the whole movie. That he was that aware. Yeah. He was t- he was not. That was shoehorned in there, and the rest of the time he was just nuts. And which and I, I, I <laughs> that's probably not the right way to say that. He was he has some mental problems. <laughs> He's not correctly medicated or treated. Right, right. But you know whatever. Joker's crazy. Um. So that was, I was like, okay, so who would get the message that, you know. What what I was saying earlier about it reflecting today is is like okay here are the messages somebody that can can say oh I can go on uh, go out in broad daylight and shoot somebody and I'm just going to be lifted up by the chaos and throngs of people that say yeah me too I haven't I I've been treated terrible too but is that not the narrative of these lone shooters yeah it's they want notoriety and it's not just that they want to punish someone or hurt someone. They want what comes after. They want their names to be known, and like that's the that's the narrative we've heard for decades since Columbine, even longer. Like, and that that movie's not dispelling that. I mean, okay, you can tell that story. I'm not saying you can't, but what what then? What what's the next thing? I will say that at the at the end, I was so enthralled with his performance that I did get that inkling like man i i would kind of like to see what would be next but i don't think he has that drive that character has a drive to accomplish anything you know yeah the movie had like it's i i thought every ending was the ending yeah. and it just kept tacking well on there, there's more one too many moments. endings yeah but a, let's be clear the yeah. hospital ending at the end is should not be in the movie that it should have ended with the smile. No, they yeah. should not have had the goofy oh, chase me. Yeah. Da, da, da. Yeah. You know that was stupid. But for the most part, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. But it ninety five percent was just because of his performance. Yeah, it's yeah. The movie hung on the, the, his bony shoulders. Oh well, <laughs> like, no, trust me. I, I was saying like if if you replace him with anyone else. You expose that script so much; it would look like it would look like that fake movie within a movie yeah. that I was talking about. Yeah, and there were even moments like the first scene before he even talks; he's laughing and choking. Like it's like this is going on a little for like yeah. I know he's really getting into it; he's really method. But there were moments he was even kind of going hamming it up a little bit. Yeah, or, there was so, there yeah. was some cringy moments like that. I cringed a little when he. When his clown buddies came over and he put the slide lock on the door, I knew immediately what was going to happen. I was like, yeah, why would you do that? Like, you're just setting this up. Uh, 
But yeah, zero levity. Like, that was the biggest joke of the movie. Yeah. Laughing at the yeah. little person. So, like, yeah, there was You can't nothing, do that. Yeah, there was nothing to offset the yeah. misery and the darkness. Uh, yeah. I, I talk about a movie and then a movie. I, my, one, like, the favorite shot in the movie was the very end. They're on the, the studio. And you see a shot as if you're watching it on TV. That was, was cool. It was kind of staticky. Yeah. I was like, I wanted to see that whole scene like that. What, yeah. Like what people are seeing at home. Yeah, that was cool. But it was too short. I was like, oh, I want more of that. I was like, and, oh, yeah, you kind of see how that happened. Yeah, yeah, how it was kind of staged and yeah. things. But they, they had overall, I'm, I'm glad they did it. It was worth seeing. I would recommend it if you want to see a great performance. I mean, that guy is good. He is really good. Yeah, I don't know. You know, scale of one to ten or A to F or whatever. I don't know what I give this movie because it's it's such an experience. I, do, I already rated it. Oh well, oh, you obviously did. <laughs> it's on my list. <laughs> and part of it still is like I don't know what it's trying to say. I want to think about it more and read reviews and talk yeah. to people and listen to podcasts and watch it a second time. And like I want to kind of figure out what it's trying to say because you know the first time i saw Heath ledger i wasn't thinking about oh you know, yeah the push and pull between society and anarchy and it, like no you, you have to come into all that so this movie's still very fresh to us uh and i did i had a friend we talked with you know has admitted anxiety issues to me before and they said they just didn't like it that they didn't like the way the mental health stuff was handled it was uncomfortable Watching, oh, I'm sure to someone with actual mental issues, and you know, I'm not going to deny having depression or anxiety or you know, I don't know, I'm undiagnosed, so I can't, I can't <laughs> say exactly what I have, yeah. but there's something going right. on at times right. that I have felt whatever it is, whatever the yeah, whatever, whatever the um, ah, oh, gosh, I don't know what I'm thinking of. What am I thinking of? I don't know. <laughs> The enzyme, how's that? Whatever the enzyme is that it keeps you from getting depressed, I, I, it's pumping in me. I, I, no matter what's going on, I'm just like, I'm just like, yeah, let's just live it up. I, I feel sorry for everybody that's that's got a rock. I'm happy in misery. I was like, yeah, this is great. <laughs> but the important part is, it's also it's not only is it uh, on the uh, what did I say? Undiagnosed, yeah. It's also untreated, so I've got that going. Oh, see, let those go together. I'm not doing anything to better myself, let's say. Uh, But no, like I, I can see those issues personally, not to those degrees, obviously. But and it is kind of painful to see, like society doesn't care. No, no. And it's hard, you know. We talk about you know gun violence. Oh, we it's a mental health problem. Okay, what are we doing about it? Who, who we're still kind of stigmatizing these issues, and you know, does a movie like this help, or does it hurt? Like, does are people going to go home and think, yeah, we really should fund mental health <laughs> treatments because the world needs it? Or are they going to say, oh, crazy's going to crazy? I, I don't know what the what the well, I, okay, thing I have is. an opinion. I w- I heard so much about people saying, oh no, and people that had seen it, and they were like, oh no, people are going to get get the wrong idea, and they're going to go out and shoot people, and da da da, and I was like. I don't think that at all. First off, you know, if I'm going to say that video games don't make people go kill people, then I have to agree with that on all art. Yes. Art doesn't make you do things. Um, if you have a, a problem that, you know, I, I guess what I'm saying, yes, you may get that idea from that, but you already have a problem. You know, you, you 
you it has something to do with the way your brain works that that's your problem not the art how you interpret it yeah the art is something you can fixate on and kind of steer you in a direction but it's it's certainly not the cause right i, and, I would never going back to the 50s and juvenile delinquency we blame yeah. comic books rap music marilyn manson video games like it's not the joker's fault right it's not the it's fault. not the joker's <laughs> fault is one one and and the other thing i would say is just the fact that they had the awkward discussion of mental health in this i feel like shines a little bit of a light on it so it's better than nothing as yeah, far as yeah bringing attention to it so the discussion itself is worth something and i do agree like he you know it may not have been made to push buttons but this movie does it talks about violence and talks about society's you know push and pull between uh economic factors and the city and what what the haves have and what the have-nots don't and it's hopefully it's having people are having these discussions so that's what all art should should be striving for, I would think. The main point is that I for, did not notice that Bruce Wayne kid slid down the pole at the playground. <laughs> I'm going to kick myself. That. That's one I got. I you missed got the, I missed on some major you things, but it. I got that one. <laughs> well, I think we did it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So We had more to say than we thought we did. Uh, yeah, because I didn't know what I felt. Because I, right. I haven't processed all this yet. That's why I like to do this. I don't care if anybody listens. Yeah. I like to have, I like to talk it out. Right. So, so yeah, we hope you enjoyed the film. Or had if you had a completely different takeaway, let us know. Yeah. We haven't figured... We've solved nothing yeah, tonight. Right. We, we have yeah. no answers for you. We're not inking up our stamp right. here to just... Boom. We got we have the solution. So I'm sure people are still thinking about this movie and talking about it. So let us know what you thought. Hit us up on Facebook. Uh, patrons can join our secret Facebook oh, group. Man. People have said some things. They're, they're like, should we say what somebody said? I was like, no. no the Patreon page is a solemn place where we do not let the secrets out. Except What happens ex- on the Patreon ex- group right. stays in the Patreon Except group. what... Uh, what a one job they voted for. Right. <laughs> We're going to let that out. <laughs> so they thank lost. you to all those patrons out there who support us. It's a buck. One dollar. It's the only mm. tier we have. Yep. We're not no, asking for much. Wrong. Oh, we there is a, a gold level. You're we right. We have a silver. Silver. And just with Justin is that. Secret gold There's level. a gold. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> that unlocks untold treasure. Oh, it's like the door. I've seen Frazier. There's a door. Oh, the gold door. Who knows what is beyond the gold door. <laughs> this really needs to end alright thank you everybody for listening hope you enjoyed it my name is Jordan Lowe hi I'm Cliff Barnes I'm Seth goodbye forever Kapow the pop culture podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only sounds music and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders all original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com Spoiler alert, Beyond the Gold Door, Platinum Door.